The Chicago Bears snap an almost one-year-long losing streak last night against the Washington Commanders. We're going to talk about the players that stood out the most in that game and some of the negatives. We're also going to dive into the mailbag as it is Friday and it's mailbag day. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Sir Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And we are going to talk about the, the players that stood out the most in yesterday's game. And I'd be remiss if I did not start with DJ Moore. Now having the second highest receiving total in Chicago Bears history, he has eight receptions for 230 yards and three touchdowns out of 10 targets. He made the most out of his night, just being the big impact player that this team traded for him to be, uh, just using him in the correct way. All those things stood out like when we needed a play, DJ Moore was the playmaker. Justin Fields only completed passes to three people in yesterday's game. He, He targeted six in total, but connected with with three players yesterday, and DJ Moore was every bit of the beast that we needed to see from him. And then with that said, we got to talk about both sides of the dynamic duo. Justin Fields doing it in this game, operating within the pocket, making smart decisions, placing the passes down the field in the proper area. He goes 15 or 29, not a perfect night at all. No uh, interceptions, no fumbles, four touchdowns. He has a QB rating of 125. Justin Fields did it with his feet, I mean, with his arm first, but then let his legs be a compliment. We saw some design runs for Justin Fields as well. He has 11 carries for 57 yards and just looking like the quarterback one that we have needed and wanted Justin Fields to be. He really did build off of last week's game against the Denver Broncos. He came into this game and did a lot of the same things and was more impactful and effective. And when the Chicago Bears in the fourth quarter, after the Washington Commanders scored 11 points unanswered in the third quarter, Justin Fields came out and he acted like a poised quarterback, really moving the ball down the field, having a big connection with D.J. Moore that really helped solidify that that game for the Chicago Bears that sealed it, right? An amazing just play from two players, and we got to see the dynamic duo that we thought we were going to see coming into the season. We have now seen it for two consecutive weeks. Justin Fields now, I believe, is tied for first in most touchdown passes thrown on the season so far, and that is what you want to see from Justin Fields. Has it all been sunshine and rainbows? Hell no. Were the issues in this game with some of the times of him missing some guys or, you know, just kind of being slow to decisions? Yes, that was still there. But at least now where you're seeing the progression move in the proper direction for him and the offense overall, you're still going to get your naysayers. That's going to happen. That kind of is what it is there. You got to take the good with the bad when it comes to that. But overall, uh, Justin Fields and this offense have been stepping up in major ways. And we got to see and hope that that's going to continue as well for him. Right now, he's tied with Kirk Cousins for the most touchdowns, both having 11, and he has five interceptions, whereas Kirk Cousins has four interceptions. So, you know, we're seeing growth from Justin Fields. He has a 61% completion rate on the season so far. He has 1,143 yards in total, right? 11 uh, touchdowns, like I said, but he's been sacked 20 times, right? So we still need to see that development from him, but the offense seems to be moving in the right direction, and it seems like Luke Getze has at least learned some things. There's still some problems with some play calling in the second half of the game, and I you know, don't want to overlook that. But overall, the Chicago Bears 
offense looks like it's moving in the right direction. Another player that absolutely stood up last game is Demarcus Walker. When's the last time we see that, right? The pass rush in yesterday's game was amazing, and you cannot take away from that. But when you look at Demarcus Walker, four tackles, two tackles for a loss, one sack, and two QB hits, he came in and with the defensive line that, that you know, got to the quarterback five times in yesterday's game, which is more than we've had the whole season combined, still had its issues on the defensive side of the ball, absolutely, but he absolutely came in there and looked amazing as well. And then we can't overlook, even though he went down with injury, we'll see what happens. We want to make sure that he's going to get healthy. seems like it may be uh, an ankle, a sprained ankle, so let's hope with the 10 days off he can get back. But you can't overlook the little Herbert either. He had 10 carries for 76 yards and 7.6 yards per carry in that. He had a 34-yard run, and it seemed like Khalil Herbert was about to start breaking out. Then he went down with the injury on trying to get that uh, pass from uh, Justin Fields. It is what it is there, but he really stood out as a positive as well in this game. Greg Stroman Jr., another one who, listen, with, with our in, our uh, secondary being as banged up as what it's been, when you look at like Stroman Jr. just making big plays, he did it. Seven tackles, one tackle for a loss, one sack, one, one pass breakup, one QB hit, and he forced a fumble. It's hard not to look at that game from Greg Stroman Jr. and not say that he had a monster night, and I'm glad to see that, be able to say that he had a monster night. And then the other side of that, Terrell Smith, the rookie, also having a big night for him. Him and Tyreek Stevenson, you know, you know, they're both starting in that secondary with all the injuries that we had there. Terrell Smith in yesterday's game, six tackles, six tackles, forcing, uh, uh, made some big plays, right? Uh, he recovered the, the fumble in the third quarter, and so it, it looks like he had an injury in the second half of that game, so praise up to him as well. We just keep being so ravaged with injuries. And then overall, our pass rush. Our pass rush, we've been the worst pass rushing team in the NFL for two years in a row, right? But when you look at it, we've had two, we had two sacks on the season coming into last game. We had five total sacks last uh last night with uh when you look at Yannick Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker, Rasheen Green, TJ Edwards, and Greg Greg Stroman all getting in on the action when it came to the sacks. That defense definitely took a step up. Now, it wasn't all positive. The defensive play calling left a lot to be desired. Uh our tackling, we had so many missed tackles. We're talking about a, a team that I, I honestly think you could probably take two scores off the board if we tackled better, right, and just stopped the momentum of the Washington Commanders' offense. We didn't do it consistently, but listen, the defense, it didn't break when I was worried about it breaking, but at the end of the day, there's still some issues with tackling on this team, and we got we got to get that figured out. You cannot be a team that is going to not be able to, to tackle. That is one of the, the bare minimums. You need to be able to tackle. We have to do more tackling drills. We got to get that tackling underway and then I don't want to go uh without this talking about Cole Komet as well who had a solid game five catches for 42 yards from Cole Komet not anything amazing right but he also had one touchdown as well but I think when you look at like Cole Komet uh Darnell Mooney they're going to be even more prioritized as teams are going to adjust to uh DJ Moore being such a major weapon and the weapon for the Chicago Bears offense so overall really good night we get the win we score 40 points we needed every bit of the, that momentum and positivity coming into this team. They now have 10 days off. We'll see how they respond to those 10 days off, what they work on, what they don't work on. But hopefully they come back and they come out of this break with a little bit more, uh, right, a little bit more fire to them because this Chicago Bears team has been DOA, right? And so we, the, that energy has been lacking at times. And so, you know, to come in, you now have 10 days off. We play again on October uh, 10th. We play against the Minnesota Vi uh, Vikings. So, you know, we'll see what the Bears end up doing with that. But right now, uh, a lot of positivity around the Bears. And let's hope that we can build off that momentum and positivity to go into next week. But 
With that said, it's Friday, so it's mailbag day. Let's go ahead and get to the first voicemail for today. This one's from Tonio. Hey, hey, see the Bobby. Uh, good Bears win morning. I had to had to go to sleep on the game, which I didn't want to, but I got to be up at, at, at 2 to work. So I, I told Justin and DJ, good luck. So I'll, you know, show your ass. I woke up. I, I'm already, I was already feeling energized, but, man, I'm, I'm feeling rewired. At the same time, like I said in, in, in the live feed, you know, I'm, I can't get hyped into the zero zero on that clock, and Bears got that W. DJ, he most definitely showed out, and I'm I'm saying it from the from, I've been saying it since since the uh, the week before. I'm trusting in Phil that the offense run through him. Culture, however, still got to go. They got to slide. Cha cha slide. I don't give a fuck. They let you slide. They got to slide. Go still out the city. Because there's no way in hell you, you wait this long to not unlock, because the motherfucker been unlocked since last. Anyway, you, you waited this long to let the players, who we all know who is, be who he is, and we can be sitting at three and one, easy. So, at the end of the day, you know, right now, I'm glad Justin got the dub. Uh, I, I, I'm really hoping, you know, the, the, the you know, Herbert is okay. I have, He's not my, my premier choice of lead back, but I, we still need as many monsters as we can to help lead the way to allow Justin to do what he did because he doesn't do that. What Justin doesn't do and what he does without too little, at least breaking down that defense, keeping him honest on the run too. Roshan did his thing as well. So, I, you know, I said always optimism. I want Roshan to be running back one, but I want him to earn it and, and upset Herbert Knight. Earning through injury. Uh, what do you guys think on next week's uh, game? What's your, what's your thoughts on how Justin might perform again? Is he is he continuing this hot streak, or is is it not? I won't call it a fluke, but is is he is he here? That's my question. Do you, do you guys think he's here? Other than that, can't wait to hear you guys on Friday or Saturday uh, for the mailbag. Bears win. Listen, that's all I wanted. I didn't care how they did it. I don't care how they went about it. The Bears got to win. Now, we need to build off of it. We cannot allow this win to make us think things are different for the Bears than what they are in reality. We still got a lot of work to do as a team, especially on that defensive side of the ball. But listen, we got the win. We needed the win. The fan base deserved the win. Now we got to go out there and continue putting in the work as a team to keep winning and hope that we can turn that into the next trend for the Chicago Bears. As far as Khalil Herbert, um, listen, Khalil Herbert had a big day. I hope that he's able. Seems like it's a severely sprained ankle. Hopefully with the 10 days off, he's able to get back on the field sooner rather than later. But here's what I said. I said this in the postgame show as well. Um, the benefit is, is that we have Deontay Foreman there who's, who's been a healthy scratch all this season. So if him, if Khalil Herbert and Roshan are for some reason not able to go in 10 days against the uh, Minnesota Vikings, then you know what that means? Deontay Foreman is going to have to – is going to – get the scratch, right? I mean, not the scratch. He's going to get the, the rub. He's going to be able to go. And so, you know, Deontay Foreman is a player that I've kept saying, even with the healthy scratches, he's still a player that absolutely can contribute to an NFL team. And so, listen, that depth there, it may be time to start calling on that depth, and we'll see how that works out for the Chicago Bears. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from, from Fade to Black. Yo, yo, what's up, fellas? It's your boy, Fade to Black. I am so freaking happy we finally got us a victory. If it sounds a little weird, I'm on the road, was able to stop in, 
to watch the game and then get back on the road trucking on my way to Seattle. Listen, man, the victory was well needed. We are hurting so bad. We got so many people that are out. But one thing I got to say is, despite the victory, I still, the, the, I'm questioning some of this play calling on the defense. Eberflus, I just don't think that he is the right person. And not only that, I don't think that he can be a defensive play caller and completely do what he's supposed to do as a head coach. I really feel like they need to bring Levy in. That's just who I would. I would bring Lovey back as the defensive coordinator and allow Lou, uh, not Lou, but I'm sorry, Eberflus to continue to be the coach. But I would get rid of him, if not yesterday, very soon. But you know Chicago, they're going to keep him throughout the rest of the season. But, I mean, that boy, Moore, he's a fucking beast, man. He's 230. Wow. But – you said it, Hayes, on this late uh, post game. They're going to be teeing off on him. They're going to be watching him. And me, personally, probably the only person that thinks or thought they would keep Claypool because his potential is outstanding, but his maturity is, oh, so questionable. But anyway, finally, we got a victory. Chicago up, better fuck down. Bears going to win. Right. And that's that again, that is the biggest thing here. Now, the injuries, the injuries are piling up for the Chicago Bears, especially in that secondary. And I hope with the extended rest, we're able to come out of that and really get a lot of these players back. Um, we'll see what happens with Kyler Gordon as well. They they should be in the over the next week or two making a decision on what's going on with him. Hopefully he's able to return as well, because I think Kyler Gordon bringing him back to this team. Um, with his big playmaking ability on that defensive side of the ball can really be important for the Bears as the season continues on. And let's hope that we get that. Now, as far as the defensive play calling, listen, it's been, it's been for the most part, trash. I mean, we're just going to be honest there. The defensive play calling in, most, uh, in, in yesterday's game left much to be desired. Like I said, I want to give the defense credit for bending but not breaking. But when you uh, allow for that many points in the second half of a, of a game, right, in a game in which they only scored 20 points, right, 13 of those came, I believe, in the second half, if not more, you got to do better. And so we'll see if the Chicago Bears can build off that and the defense can start, you know, getting some things back. That's another defense that's been pretty banged up as well. So let's see, uh, you know, hopefully we start getting in the right path. And, you know, hopefully that now that we've had to rely on players that were supposed to be depth pieces to be starters, we start seeing that come around for the Chicago Bears as well. At least that's my hope. Maybe I'm being a little too hopeful on that, but let's see what happens. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Jay. What's happening? What's happening? Just Jay right here, man, for another lukewarm take. I ain't even going to hold y'all. This is not hot at all. If Lou Getsy wins tonight, Thursday, fire that man still. I don't care. It doesn't matter. He can win the next five games. I don't care. Fire him immediately after this game, actually. Let him run this last week out because it's a double week. Now you got some extra time. You got a mini buy to just get rid of him and start flushing shit out, maybe, or, you know, hiring some stuff, just getting some stuff in place. At this point, nigga, a broken clock is right at least two times a day. It's 12, it's 12 hours in each half of the day. This nigga ain't been right once yet. And 14 of them motherfucking games, so, like, the broken clock ain't been right. And 14, what, what, what are we supposed to be doing here? I don't, I don't understand. Just get rid of them. I don't care what we got to do who we got to hire the better hire we can really just move some people up from inside there's people inside that would do a way better job than him every coach that we've had in Bears history has done better than him we can we can hire any coach back 
We can we can literally hire Lovey Smith back and he'll do better. We can hire John Fox back and he'll do better. We can hire we can hire anybody back and and they will do better than what we've gotten from him. So not so hot take, extremely lukewarm. I think y'all would agree. Get rid of that man immediately after the game. I'm talking about I wanna wake up in the morning to he's let go. They are on the search for the next coach, whatever, what have you. It's been fun. No, it hasn't. Get the fuck out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Peace the fuck out. So that's my lukewarm take, man. You already know just day ride Chicago up. Now, luckily, this was now, if you guys can't tell, this was left before the game yesterday. But, you know, Matt, here's what I've said. Matt Eberfuss has not done enough yet, in my eyes, to avoid being fired. I just, I can't say that, right? He's still... In my opinion, there's still so much, especially with that defense that we're looking at, that we got to tighten up. And so if if we can can do that, maybe he can win a job. Like the Bears would have to. If they can turn the season around and I say still win 10 games, then he he can keep his job. But that the tall the test for that, that's a very tall test. And I personally wouldn't want to see or risk that to get back to that and have another offseason of Matt Eberflus. Now, I mean, here's the thing. If the Bears do change offensive coordinators, we already know we're going to be getting a new defensive coordinator. Maybe if they if you bring enough strong strong enough coordinators, you can try to say keep Matt Eberflus if this Bears team also wins. But I'm over the, the Matt Eberflus experiment at this point. That's my personal opinion. And we'll end up seeing what happens with it, right? Let me know what you guys think on that down below. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Fred. Hey, what's up, man? It's your boy Fred, man. Hey. I felt so pain, bro, on everything. I felt the same way, too. Them motherfucking bitch-made-ass, cock-sucking-ass cut coaches, they got to go. I'm hoping if the Bears lose this game, I, I want them to play a good game, but if they still lose, that Matt Eberfuss bitch-ass still gets the fuck on, man, because we don't need him. you supposed to be this defensive uh, specialist coach, but your defense is trash since you took over the play caller. Luke Gassie, you're not developing Justin Fields. None of that shit. Them motherfuckers look lost as fuck. And then as far as the linemen, I'm glad motherfucking uh, Jenkins is coming back. So that way, maybe we'll put Cody Whitehead to send to get Lucas Patrick bum ass up out of there because them motherfuckers are trash, man. Like, we, we wasting money on trash. Like, what? Like, that shit don't make no motherfucking sense. But hopefully, you know what I'm saying, if they do lose this game to Washington, that they fire Matt Eastwood's bitch ass and the Bears just start winning games and they'll see. It was never the, the thing because the defense got to get that shit together too, though. Like seriously, and he supposed to put that motherfucking ball in Justin Fields' hand, and he be your best player on offense. Fields could have got that motherfucker, or Roshan Johnson could have got that bitch. And Cole Komet, you too damn big to let a motherfucker take the ball from your ass, man. Like you six six, come on, dog. We paying you for what? Just to be six six and waste the talent? Like come on, man. Like get those shit together, man. And that line. I hope they had that shit uh, together with Seven Jenkins come back, man. But I definitely felt where you was coming from, though, man, because I was playing way too, and I was fucking snapping like a motherfucker, though, man, because them cock-sucking-ass son bitches just, just make me mad, man. Like, you you bet off just – if you want to win money, like I tell people, if you want to win some motherfucking money, just bet on the Bears. That's all. You know what I'm saying? You you win some money so they can show proof they can be an elite team. And I want to see the Bears be an elite team, man. We got a good-ass fucking quarterback. We just need the right fucking coaches. We need that D-line and that O-line to get their shit together. And I hope we go in the draft for O-line, D-line and shit and get, you know what I'm saying, Marvin Harrison Jr. as well, too, because we can't keep letting Fields get sacked. He's been sacked too many times already. He's only in his third year in the league. That's just fucking too many for a quarterback. So hopefully, Bears, fire at Matt Eberflus, because I'm campaigning for this cocksucker to lose his job, though, man, like straight up. But let me know what you think, man. Bear down. 
And Fred is going off. Luckily, the Chicago Bears got the win, right? And that's all I can say on that. Like, the Bears came into this game, and we saw growth from the offense. We saw growth from Justin Fields. We saw the weapon in DJ Moore be, um, you know, used amazingly. We saw we got to the quarterback five times in, in last night's game, right? So there are absolutely signs for positivity. There's still some signs for concern. That that secondary still got carved up, right, in, in, to a degree. Uh, we were able to stop the right. We snuffed out the rushing game. So, you know, that's another positive as well. But luckily, the Bears got the win. And this is a win that the Bears franchise needed. And maybe they can use it off as a jumping off point when you look at what they did right in the Denver Broncos game. They absolutely built upon that. Now, the statistics weren't the same, right? They didn't have the, the eye-popping statistics and like Justin Fields having completing his first 16 passes. But you can see the principles that they built off on, right? And we need to see Luke, uh, Luke Getze still call better games. So, Luckily, the Bears got the win. There's still so much left in this season and so much that could still go wrong for the Chicago Bears this season. But let's hope we're on the we're on the better side of that. That's my hope, at least. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from John Johnson. Bobby, Tito, Dave, even Steve-O. Oh, Steve-O here when y'all, when y'all hear this one. Hey, guys, check it out. This boy, John Johnson, South Carolina. Look, the season is a wash. Let's go ahead and admit it. The season is a goddamn wash because of the goddamn evil flu, whatever the fuck his goddamn name is, got us fucked up. All right, look, I'd rather look for the bright spot of this whole situation. Guys, put a list to me, put a list together of future head coaches and future defensive coordinators that you would want in charge of our organization as far as, as, far as running the team. What's your list that y'all put together? Is it like everybody else when they talk about hardball and and Eric the Enemy. I mean, Eric the Enemy is good, but what would be your opinion for future head coach and future defensive coordinator and can't forget an offensive coordinator? Me, myself, number one, I know I want an offensive-minded coach. Yeah, we defense. We're a defense-based oriented team, but that shit ain't got us nowhere. Hey, guys, what's your opinion? Give me some good candidates that y'all think about. Tell then, I'm trying to keep hope alive, but it ain't this bad down. I can't say the season is a wash yet. I just can't, right? They, uh, we are five games in now. We got 12 games left on the season. I, I personally can't say the season is a complete wash yet because we've seen teams get off on, to struggles, right? We've seen teams start off the season very rough and somehow turn it around, right? And, you know, I'm not saying necessarily that that's going to be the Bears just because I'm a Bears fan and I hope that's the case. They have to go out and prove it, but there is that chance of it. And as long as that chance is there, you can't say the season is a wash. Now, as we make it closer to like a week 10, that's when it starts, like, depending on what the record is, then if the Bears can get back to four, to 500, then you start, it's it's a it's a new season at that point. I'm not saying that they will, but at that point, there's still enough left to where maybe, depending on how the momentum is going at that point, we're looking at the Bears a little bit differently. But as far as, I, I don't have a list of coordinators that that, that I want yet, but I, I will say this, for me, the next head coach needs to be Eric Bieniemy. That's just my personal opinion. I would love to see him. What like just looking at how the Washington Commanders go about their business, and to see what a, a coach like that would do with Cole Komet, DJ Moore, uh, Roshan Johnson, Khalil Herbert, Justin Fields, right, Terrell Smith, Darnell Mooney, right. What he would do because right, look what he's doing with Sam Howell and a a some solid wide receivers, but not great. Imagine and then imagine if we also, especially with the Carolina pick, luck into like getting Marvin Harrison Jr. as well. I tell you what. That's a team I would love to see Eric Bieniemy coach and develop and see what scheme he can come up with offensively for that level of talent. That's my personal opinion. You guys can let me know what you guys think, as always, down below. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shire Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, 
comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270, I'm sorry, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. And like I like to end every episode on, shy town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.